0: screw it, I'll say it. Jordan loves the guy.
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show. No way! What's up?
0: What do you think? He's just start regressing now? Do You think? No. I don't. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Do you think they might be just like throwing stuff at him? Let's, let's just see where your hot is, Jordan. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Packers linebacker Rashawn Gary, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. Coming up, actor, author, and former California governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: And now, it's Rich Eisen.
0: Yes, it's hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live on the Roku channel, which is free on every Roku device known to man. Select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV. We are free on the Roku app, because guess what? The Roku channel's on that app. And then for those who are uh, sitting in front of the old internet tubes, therokuchannel.com, we understand you're at work, and we understand that you have stuff to do, but the Roku channel's free on the internet, and and, and you have a computer there, so <laughs> do the right thing uh, is basically what I'm saying. Always do the right uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on this program. We are uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. One of the many reasons why I love doing this show is not only uh, to uh, to be here and answer your calls, eight four four two zero four 204 rich number to dial. It's also because... Um, you know, the interesting people that I'm so fortunate to talk to and in the case of Michael Irvin, no. And Michael Irvin is uh, leaving the studio in in about 15 minutes time right here on our set as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, that's and ridiculous, we are uh, pretty psyched about <laughs> that. Happening? You know what I'm saying? Um, this is a that's right. Well done. Be useful. Seven tools for life. Mike. You were very useful on that drop right there. So you got six tools to go. Yes,
3: <laughs> it's not the tool. It's going to take a long I time. I don't know if
0: that's the way it works with this book, but <laughs> For the other six other tools other. to go. Who's your
3: father? What does he do?
0: By Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who is uh, Right Who here. is your daddy? So. What does
3: he do? Who's your daddy? What okay. Does he do? Terminator Two um, was on last night. You guys night. get that? No, I watched it. Checko okay. okay. ruled out rich. Yeah, hold Seiko.
0: on. Hold on a second. Oh. Don't say that yet. I wanted you guys to tap dance while I picked up Clyde Edwards-Helaire in my fantasy league. <laughs> what the, hell's the matter with you?
2: Wow! I see that? I think somebody C- can you hold on a second. I feel like somebody <laughs> has Man, this him This is in not my, my
0: first rodeo here. <laughs> <I realize> Chris, <laughs> can you tell me the news that's going somebody. on so I can be Man. off camera and on my phone? Somebody has him in
2: my league. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco ruled out. Oh, Looks like a CEH or him? McKinnon uh, week coming.
0: McKinnon is McKinnon in? Is he? Health- is he healthy?
2: I don't know uh, if he is, bud. Uh, no? Uh, yeah, McKinnon. Full practice on Thursday. For McKinnon? Yeah, McKinnon.
0: Hold on a minute. Now that's the guy. I might add McKinnon. I might add McKinnon. I might be the
2: guy, though. Jerick McKinnon. McKinnon. McKinnon's Ed.
0: available in my league. Add. Come on. Come on. I'm just going to pick up both this of them. This is exactly why Roku has me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Ed. Come,
2: Come on. on. Look, this is the week before the playoffs. We need yes! to win. We need to win. McKinnon. We need You're to win. In. Yes. I'm out of McKinnon. Do I drop Gainwell? Are there's you an, sure, are by you the sure way, he's the ad over
0: CH, though? An I and Rich both. and Eisen. Add both.
2: Might, oh, baby. I want to go with CH. Yeah, man. Maybe. I have K- just picked him up. Remember McKinnon won, caught all those touchdowns at the end of last year? You
0: yeah. know what we need to do right now? We need to get back to servicing the audience. Sorry. Because we, I've, well, I've, I've already accomplished my mission. <laughs> Which is picking up Jared McKinnon on Live Rich Eisen and Show. He went
3: to withhold information Roku channel and radio. so he could get the edge on his fantasy And by the way, it's great. a
0: shoulder injury for Pacheco, so let's let's understand this is a human being we're talking it, about right here. Of course. We should I, be thinking about him is in his recovery, obviously. swift as it may be. And I'm not referring to Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. All right. Very DeAndre? Good. Ne- neither. No. DeAndre. Let's get back to the most important business Stromite. at hand. Let's get back to the most important <laughs> business at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Which is servicing the Rich Eisen Show viewing and radio audience in one of, as I said yesterday, one of the most important aspects of the Rich Eisen Show, I guess, uh, the RES consulting firm that we've, we created years ago. We have become the 100% source to go to when it comes to injured ankles and its recovery process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last year, we were all over Patrick Mahomes hurting his ankle. And as we know, every single time he appeared after that, we were all over it, watching him go up a podium, down a podium, his footwear, what his choice of footwear was. So, Jaguar fans, you have come to the right place. Uh, Watching Trevor Lawrence barely get off the field on Monday night and then Wednesday, showing up with a wrapped ankle in an open-toed sandal. And you're thinking, if this thing needs some sort of reinforcement, a wrap with an open-toed sandal, this is not, uh, this is not the, the sign of a, of a seriously injured ankle. Again, you need us to point that out. Then we watched him practice yesterday and move around with this white sleeve on his right leg, entire right leg. Interesting choice. We have new practice video from today. Is this practice video? What do we have here? Practice video. R.E.S. Consulting on the job for ankle watch. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, this guy's playing.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. He's, look at that light jogging. Jog. Beautiful light jog.
0: Yep. Okay. Run. Moving around. Throwing. Throwing. Is anybody watching him? Nobody's watching him. Yes. Oh, they're not concerned. No. <laughs> they're not <laughs> looking. Like no, McCoy, Mike McCoy's like, I'm not even looking yep. at him. Yep. Mike McCoy's like, my back's to him. I don't oh, even need to see him. great. No, Did honestly, if they're concerned the about end? the ankle, like, you'd be all over him. Like it would be like Big Dom staring at you. Nobody cares.
3: Like if you didn't know which ankle it sure. was, you wouldn't you even know. You wouldn't He'd even be like, Oh, why he got a be brace more on worried his Worried about
0: that brace on his left
3: leg. Well, I wouldn't even list him as questionable. What did I tell yeah. you, Rich Eisen? So can I take Calvin Ridley out of my not him from fantasy?
0: You that? may. Well, excuse me. When you gave your fantasy advice I yesterday, you you, get, you yeah. get, it was like you kept your finger on the chess piece. You had not <laughs> made your move. <laughs> hit the clock. I can mean, tell like I, I
2: after I
3: gave. That, the, by the way, that was never
0: part of the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> she never kept her finger on the piece. <laughs> just Queen's Gambit. By the way, great show. I'm sure you can see it right here on Roku. Um, all right, so that's our, our, our professional assessment. Let's see it one more time. Let's see the videos one okay. more time, please. Uh, Do I drop Tyler Boyd and pick up McKinnon? A million percent. Okay, Jared good. McKinnon is the king. Well, let's focus. Focus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, it's a light jog. He's wearing that brace in the left knee. I mean, you can't even tell. Now, nah. Like I said,
3: I, I, if I wouldn't have seen now, it, I wouldn't know what ankle it this was. This
0: is my point. Like the coaches aren't even staring at him. Nope. They're not yeah. looking at it. Wouldn't you, if you're concerned about his ankle, see what it looks like? Team doctors should be around. Now, for the radio audience, he's just in the end zone, just walking around and throwing. No limp, no hitch. Um, you know, and what I would say here, oh, uh, what, Adam Stiles? Is that where, courtesy of the video? Stites. Thank you, Adam Stites. I'm sorry I mispronounced uh, your name. We appreciate your video. Well shot. The mise scene is exactly what we needed from Rich Eisen uh, consulting. The and, the, and the most important silo we have, which is ankle watch. Um, <laughs> that I, I, I Now, it's different. Let me just say this. And, again, this is 20 years of football acumen <laughs> and talking about it from NFL Network that what we just saw of him strolling around in an end zone throwing – Different when Miles Garrett is chasing. you. <laughs> That's true. True. <laughs> Even one-armed
2: Miles Garrett. One-armed Miles Garrett. That's a very
0: good point. Rich. Not bad. He's the bandit.
2: He was hunting down Richard Kimball's wife. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah,
0: oh. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm thinking Vegas. I'm thinking Endgame, but yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. he was thinking one-armed. The, you're thinking. Okay. Yeah,
3: his his was did, the big one-armed. Big man. Man. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, how do you not start him? He looks just. Re- he he's he's ready to go, right? He's fine. You think so? Yeah. He's going. He's playing. Question is against who? We know he's against Cleveland. Who is going to match point for point with the Jacksonville Jaguars offense? Hmm. Because they're in Cleveland. Is it Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who has officially cleared concussion protocol? He's ready to go. Or Joe Flacco? Flacco. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, he told us exactly what's on his mind. Wait a minute. I'm being told it's the exact opposite of that <laughs> today.
2: They're starting quarterback Sunday.
0: Yeah, both guys practiced this week.
2: Both guys practiced well. I got faith in both guys, but not going to name a starter. Are you not naming a starter because you're not sure or because you just kind of want to keep that on your yeah, head? You don't have to. I guess is probably the best way of putting it. <laughs> That's another word. So you
0: don't have to. You don't have to. Do you have the what were they yes, really thinking? Stand this stand is by. another just, uh, very important part of RES Consulting yes. is that we provide insight no one else does on That's... the Rich Eisen show. Um, go ahead and hit it.
1: What were they really thinking?
0: Simple two words suck it. <laughs> I'm not telling you.
3: We forgot emotion if we're going to
1: do I mean, that. No, no, it. no. Suck
0: it. I don't really talk that way normally. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm not telling you. We don't have to. Maybe it's Arnie's coming here and I'm feeling a little bit more bravado. Yeah, why I mean, why not? I mean, why wouldn't you? He's not telling anybody. No. Why would he? Because he doesn't know. You know what? Nothing is more cagey.
2: Than Dick Duran?
0: No. That's true. Cagey <laughs> Dick Duran is yeah. one of my favorite nicknames I've I've come up with. Obviously. There's Playmaker, Dick there's Terminator, hey. and there's KG hey. Dick Duran. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more cagey than, than not telling people if you're playing Joe Flacco. <laughs> that is close to the vest as a, a vest can come. You're playing cards. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for Arnold Schwarzenegger? Come on. Let's go. go. I've been ready for
3: him since I was 10, Rich. Okay.
0: Come on now. The first time I saw him. What are we doing? All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger's new book is called Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life. He's about to show up here on The Rich Eisen Show, live on the Roku Channel and more. Now you told him about how you, you are the Bill Walsh of audio executives. Exactly, so you yeah. can't screw these up. Your favorite catchphrase from the original Predator. Go ahead. Here's one. If it bleeds, we can kill it. All right. That's number one. Here's number two. Okay. Get to the chopper. You can't hear them at
2: all. Okay. You, can't, you cannot hear them. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna... You can't hear them. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to. I'm. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing this blindfolded. Wait a minute. The sound. Wait a minute. No, Did Bill not Walsh can not he's... have the volume up? <laughs> Did the Bill Walsh of sound
0: engineers not have the volume up for the second. Oh my god. We oh can boy. Kill it. This is not Boone. Can, want to can you go? To... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a method to his madness. Do you want to try one more time now? Yes. Okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Feet. Go ahead. Okay, man. Here it bleeds. We can kill it. Okay, if it bleeds, it you can, can bleeds, kill it. If bleeds, we can kill it. Okay, here's the next one. Get to the chopper!
3: Get to the chopper.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah! and, here's, and here's the other one. Okay, mother Okay, there's that one. Okay. Start, bench, cut. All right, get to the chopper gets cut
2: because it's only an incidental line, and the only reason we remember it is because he's Austrian. If anybody else said, get to the choppers, it wouldn't have been a line. It wouldn't have been a line. It's only because the choppers, he's Austrian. Cut, cut, it's superfluous. <laughs> We're gonna bench your, your one ugly MF. Effort. effort. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna start, if it bleeds, we can kill it because it because it's a succinct line and it's done in a
0: very naturalistic way. If it just bleeds. Wow. We can kill it. Very well done. That's mm-hmm. just, now, for everybody else who comes in here on the Rich Eisen What's show, we're going right? to show I'm them. I'm setting the bar you know, here. We're, we're going to show them this start bench cut because you have raised the bar, Keith. setting Michael the bar Keane. right here. We're, we're going to edit out, Del 2 We're going to edit that can out. Can you
2: edit that, I'm out. Out? I'm edit no, that
0: out? No, no it,
2: it, it, it's too <laughs> it's good. Perfect.
0: Well, this is all kinds of awesome. We are so excited to have here in studio, in the flesh, the author of Be Useful, Seven Tools for Life, also just happens to be the world's greatest bodybuilder, one of the greatest movie stars of all time, and the leader of the world's sixth largest economy back in the day the great Arnold Schwarzenegger here on the Rich Eisen Show.
1: Good to see you. Wow, look at the standing ovation. That's you. amazing. Oh, where, you where do you get this audience from? It's like, it's yeah, fantastic. Full-on standing
0: ovation. Nice. I, b- and by the way, you are uh, a first of in the history of our show. We're in year 10. Um, nobody's ever said, hey, uh, that chair, what did you call it, a baby chair? Is that what you called <laughs> it
1: when you saw our chairs? Yeah, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. what happens is yes. – um, it's just psychological. Yeah, okay. That if I sit low mm-hmm. or it is a chair that leans back, mm-hmm. com- which means comfortable chair, mm-hmm. I lose energy. We don't want that. And uh, so I know myself if I sit up straight, mm-hmm. then I keep my energy level. Okay. And so it's just a psychological thing. So whenever I see, in a lot of times I do speeches and Q&As in front of huge audiences, and then just before I go out, they have to kind of rearrange the chairs because i just want the regular hotel chair just some dining room chair or something and they had this beautiful couch and a beautiful sofa and all that stuff and i said get, get rid of it i fall asleep on that
0: couch well, we can't have that you here know, god forbid
1: i mean it's no, so
0: so you you went you took chris brockman's chair my colleague across the way you took his chair first for everything right? but it is and and,
1: and by the way he was nice he was nice he says please take it that's right. What <laughs> well, that well, really well, really am I going nice, to fight yeah. you? Absolutely <laughs> Absolutely not. Got to tell, tell you, he looks better in your chair. <laughs> no offense. Chair looks better under, on, under him.
0: Does that make yeah. sense? Um, so, and and I see again, you're wearing, you're wearing. Is this an original uh, governor's yeah. uh, zip
1: up? This is the you, original governor's jacket. Did you get one of those when you become governor, or did you have to? No, no. I just got it made. Huh. You know, I got it made. <laughs> all kinds of things. Okay. With the governor's seal on it, and the, as a matter of fact, I got made. I think five or six of them, and uh, the rest of them I auctioned off mm-hmm. because they really they go for a lot of money. So I, I always raise a lot of money for after-school programs, mm-hmm. and uh, so we had just uh, a month and a half, two months ago, we had a fundraiser at the house where we had a poker tournament, uh-huh. and uh, so we raised around. You know, $2.5 million with the poker tournament. And then we auction off items. Mm-hmm. And so we went up to $7 million this year uh, for after-school programs. So these kids have a program after school, after 3 o'clock, between 3 and 6. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that they auctioned off was one of those jackets. And it went for $50,000. Jeez. And I uh, said to myself, well, it cost me 300 or $200. So now we auction it off for For $50,000, I mean, so this uh, but it's really crazy, those auctions, because people come there, they have a lot of money, and they're very giving, so they're very generous. Uh, They know that this doesn't really have that value. Like, for instance, I I auctioned off a humidor that looked kind of like the White House, and it auctioned (laughs) off kind of like, you know, beautiful, with 500 cigars inside, and all the labels were presidential labels and stuff like that, so really well thought out, I designed the whole thing and came up with the idea, and it sold for $250,000. Whoa. Wow. So just to give you an idea. So we do this, I think about it throughout the whole year of, uh, you know, what can we create that will be a great auction item? You know, sometimes we auction off dumbbells that someone gave me that has the Terminator face on it on the outside (laughs) that I really don't need anymore. You know, there's like... 80-pound dumbbells. I mean, I, I don't use 80-pound dumbbells anymore. Mm-hmm. I go to 50 maybe if I'm lucky. But, I mean, in any case, this is the kind of stuff that we do. Um, and it's also one of the things I talk about in, in the book. book. Yeah. To give something back to the community and to your country.
0: Be useful. Seven tools for life. So um, why why write the book right now, Arnold? You know, why? it
1: was a total uh, fluke because I started uh, 10, 12 years ago. Doing commencement speeches mm-hmm. and I said to myself, I got to kind of teach kids something that they need to know how to be more successful rather than just do a regular speech and so I did at USC the commencement speech, and uh, after that the reaction was really great, which was kind of like here are the five or th- six things that I wish to'd known and um, and I gave them the, the the kind of the tools to success. And then I got a really positive reaction, and then other universities asked me to give speeches and commencement speeches. Then I was asked to do uh, uh, motivational speeches. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I was in the speaking circuit doing motivational speeches. So I said to myself, this is the craziest thing. I never ever thought of myself as a motivational speaker or anything. And then publishers started uh, getting in touch with me and saying, you know, you should do a motivational book. And then my agent finally said, look, I think that we can really find a great publishing house that would understand the things that you're trying to accomplish and motivating people, helping them to be more successful, helping them to be uh, happier uh, with the progress in life in order and the direction they go and so on. And so uh, let's go and find a good publishing house. And so we found Penguin in America and in England and we made the deal.
0: And you made the deal. And yeah. it just seems like at this day and age too, Arnold, that, you know any any help in trying to figure out how you can be part of something, and the community can come together and be made better. It just seems like right now we need that more than ever. Quite frankly, yes, Arnold. absolutely. But you, you know, know,
1: it's it's really uh, uh, wild if you think about it. How many people are unhappy? How many people are angry? Uh, because of the lack of success or because they're not really doing the things that they want to do in life. And uh, so uh, what I've always felt was that I was always happy. Mm -hmm. I was always happy with the job that I was doing. When I was training five hours a day for bodybuilding, I was happy because I knew what I'm shooting for. I knew that this is the goal. Here's my vision. To be Mr Universe, to be the greatest bodybuilder of all time—that's what I'm shooting for. So I was happy going to the gym and doing the sets and the reps and the weights and all those kind of things, rather than kind of feeling, like, oh my God, another day of training. I always there was always a purpose there. So I feel like that if people wake up in the morning, and there's a purpose, and there's a reason, and there is you know you're passionate about something that you're chasing, it makes life so much better. And you are so much happier because so many people get up in the morning and they have no goal, they have nothing. So that's why you have 78% of the people in America hate their jobs. And I think this is just a miserable number if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's why people can't wait to retire. I mean, I do the opposite. I try to do everything I can not to retire, right? I mean, so that's uh, uh, because I'm happy with what I do, I'm happy with the acting. Happy, I was really happy when I was the governor of California, and I was sitting up there in the Capitol and learning every day all the policy stuff and how to bring people together, how to negotiate, how to be inclusive, and how to get things done, and then how to sell this idea to the people of California and bring them in, make them understand what we were trying to do in order. It was so challenging. It was so much fun to represent 40 million people, and it was the greatest job I've ever had.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger here on The Rich Eisen Show. Be useful, seven tools for life. It's a number one New York Times bestseller already. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for you to be here because I am such a fan and have been such a great fan of so much of, of what you've done. And what we do here on our program is we have a construct called celebrity true or false where we ask questions about your work and you tell us what's been written or what's been said is true or false, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Okay, and we have actually, this is, and hopefully you appreciate this production value. I think it's like a tentpole movie. Check it out right here. Here we go.
2: Celebrity true or false. You can't
0: handle the truth. That's it. That's all it is right there. What do you think, Arnold? What do you think of our production value right there?
1: I don't even know how you can afford this stuff. I know that. <laughs> I mean, it's a business. that goes beyond Spielberg people. and all those yeah. geniuses. Yeah. Uh, Jim Cameron production. I agree. It is a Cameron type production. It is. It's Avatar and Jaws. all together in one. I appreciate. Like, no,
0: I you and you. I, I know you appreciate the, the finest stuff. So I, I, that's why I want to ask do you. But how
1: do you do it? Well, you know what?
0: I, I, I just you know I just uh, take it one segment at a time. Hope for the best. You know that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> but uh, you must have a great vision. Oh, that's why I wear these glasses. And this is why I talk about it as a first chapter in the book. Have a vision. Mm. Oh. So you have that vision. Uh, guys, do I have vision? You, you, you. have vision. The vision? The vision? I, uh, by the way, and
0: I, I'm not, I, these are not yes men. Okay? No, they, they, they will tell me if I'm wrong.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're right. yeah. very honest kind of people. I'm not surrounded by yeah. good vision. Okay. Yeah.
0: Arnold, Richard, uh, Rich also
3: has the schmei going for him. Oh, good. You know he's got
1: the schme. That's it. That's the soul brothers. (laughs) All
0: right, first up, celebrity true or false with Arnold
3: Schwarzenegger in studio. All
0: right, first up, true or false. Terminator producers originally wanted you to play the Kyle Reese role, and O.J. Simpson is the Terminator. Is that true?
1: That's correct. So and and when they met me, they felt like, oh, I think that this guy will be better as Terminator because he looks much more believable as a killing machine. They thought that O.J. didn't look like a killing machine. And so they passed on him and they asked me to play the Terminator. And then uh, the rest is history. The rest is history, exactly. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. But now, of course, everyone in the studio system denies that this ever happened. <laughs> you know, they say, no, no, I, I never wanted O.J. And I, I never, there was no discussion about it. Uh, but the Jim Cameron and I, we know. We both know that that is a fact what a what a what a huge moment
0: i think in in obviously movie history right there uh true or false the original i'll be back line in the terminator was written as i'll come back and you had to convince james cameron to
1: change it wrong okay so uh, jim cameron wrote i'll be back Mm -hmm. and i said to him i said i don't like the way i sound when i say i'll be back i didn't quite understand the l thing okay uh being german speaking and uh he said well just say the way it says i'll be back and i said well i'd rather say i will be back Mm -hmm. sounds more machine like and he says a writer says but i mean are you the writer or am i the writer of the script (laughs) and he says well you're the writer he says well then don't tell me how to write (laughs) he says i don't tell you how to act <laughs> it's just, uh, so let's, uh, let's just keep that going like that it says it's just let's do 10 takes if i'll be back and you pick the one that you like and uh, that's the one that we do and that's the one we that we keep in the movie and that's exactly what we did but the interesting thing about it was mm-hmm. no matter how much we argued about this which we had daily kind of talks like that um it was a line that no one thought would be ever repeated again Really? Because no, no. No one thought this is going to be one of those lines that people will repeat. And so when, when the movie came out, I remember I was in New York. And a guy came up to me uh, after the screening. He says, oh, Arnold, Arnold, I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, I love your bodybuilding career. Oh, blah, blah, blah. He says, can you repeat the line, I'll be back? And I said, I'll be back. And he says, no, 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 the way you say it in the movie. <laughs> and then I said, uh, I'll be back. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, oh, my God. And he ran off. I mean, like a crazy guy, right? And then it happened again and again and the next day again. And all of a sudden, I said to myself, wow, this is kind of weird. So I, I called Jim Cameron. And I said, this I'll be back line. I said, I think he was so right. I said, because it wouldn't have been that cool if I would have said, I will be back, right? Yeah. And uh, he said, no, I told him it would work. And he says, yeah, but it's going to be the most repeated line. I think, in history, and it has become really one of the most repeated lines. Yeah, and then just,
0: and who who knew that you were drilling down on what's the right thing to say, what's not, and that you were handling the most, one of the most famous lines in the history yeah. of movies. Unbelievable. Wow. All right, uh, another one, true or false, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you originally disliked the Terminator 2 script because your character didn't kill anybody.
1: Um... I love the script. I just didn't like my character because I said to myself, wait a minute. Are we now turning kind of liberal here? Mm-hmm. I see. What's going on here, politically speaking? I said that all of a sudden the Terminator becomes a softy, uh, and all that. And, um, you know, politically correct uh, because maybe action movies are going out of violence and the movies goes out or something like that. So, there was all kinds of things that went through my mind. Is that what it was? Do you no, think? Oh, okay it was not at all. It was brilliant, brilliant writing by Jim Cameron. Because what he did was he put the twist in there that the Terminator comes back, but this time to protect, you know, uh, Sarah Connor and also her son. Um, and so I was the protector. And so the kid says to me, he says, but you can't go around killing people. And then they say, I say, I won't. And he says, you have to promise me. And I say, I swear I will not kill anyone. (laughs) And so, you know, so therefore I shoot people. But I don't kill them. I shoot them in the knee. It's right, right away, literally saying. like a, a minute, a second later. <laughs> there was a scene where the guard comes out of the guardhouse and they just take the gun, boom, boom, and he falls down in front of us. He says, "You told me that you're not gonna do that." I said, uh, "He will live," <laughs> you know? and then we, we move on. So I really don't kill anybody. So I was kind of shocked on the beginning, but then when he explained it to me, I was all in. And uh, brilliant, brilliant writing.
0: I have a few more of these, but I want to pause and uh, it, well, it's still, it's, it's about. True or false or not, what what is the movie you get the most that people say they love the most of your when when they stop you or they ro- meet you say I love this movie is, is it determined?
1: Really Terminator? It depends of where I go. Okay, you know, I could go to some a place, um, and people will say, I love Kindergarten Cop, mm-hmm. it's my favorite movie. Um, others will say, they like Twins. Mm-hmm. With Danny DeVito and those. And then, of course, a lot of people say, you know, Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Uh, some of them say Predator. So it really depends. That's why I, I always have a difficult time when people say, what was your favorite movie I've ever done? Oh, sure. How do you pick that? No, I would I mean, Twins and Terminator 2 and Predator and True Lies and all of those movies. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. So I just tell them, I said, look. There are movies that have been highly successful because of their success in the box office. And then there's movies that maybe were not as successful, but I had the greatest time doing them. So it really depends on which way you look at it, what is my favorite.
0: Well, you named a bunch of movies, but not my favorite of yours. The Running Man. The Running Man is my favorite movie of yours. Oh, thank you. I don't know how is that a rarity that you get that, or you get that a lot, or
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, thing, because The Running Man, there used to be a time where people said to me, "The Running Man is my favorite," but then it was outdone clearly with Terminator Two, sure. with uh, True Lies, and and those movies. So, but in any case, I'm happy because now I've heard that they want to uh, do a remake they of do. Running Man. That's what I've heard. I've read that. Yes, and so. We will see what happens. But, but, do
0: you have the unitard to still, the
1: Richard unitard to still wear it right now? Uh, I, a, I would not be the, doing playing that same character. Okay. Um, but I mean, uh, nor am I interested in being in it. Ah. Okay. I mean, but you give your
0: blessing to the remake. They can do whatever they want. Okay, it's, very good. It's a <laughs> good uh, project. So I, I just love the movie. I thought it was. I, I've seen it a million times over, and you know, me being an NFL guy, uh, do you have a Jim Brown story from that? from the shoot
1: at all well it, it, jim brown was fantastic on the set and uh, when he did the fight scenes and all that stuff he didn't need any stunt people to to, to double him i mean he's like dirty I mean, dozen he, like come he, on now right i mean it, he's jim Brown. is it, it. Right. right i mean the man is uh, made out of steel no he did not use a stunt double no r- running man no i mean he just he just was doing the fight scenes he was doing threw himself around and He was, you know, he he just is an extraordinary athlete, as you know. Sure. And uh, so I think that's the advantage. The same is also uh, true, like with guys like uh, uh, Will Chamberlain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did Conan number two with him. That's right. There was no stunt guy. Who is seven (laughs) foot two? I mean, it's it's crazy. And And there were no stunt guys for me either because no one at that point, at that time, was that muscular now of course there is a lot of stunt people that are very muscular and there's a lot of actors that are very muscular so this whole thing caught uh really on and uh everyone now is working out but in those days this was a reality yeah and then uh, put
0: up the photograph mike hoskins let's just check this one out too um we, the, i mean look at that picture yeah so this uh, is andre the giant and andre you the and Bill chamberlain look i mean
1: at look at it i weighed 200 i weighed at that point 235 pounds but it looked like a- <laughs> I look like the Danny, the Danny DeVito yes. amongst those guys. That's it's, right. it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Wow. Yeah. And now, uh, what was Andre but like? Andre the Giant, he, he was there wrestling. Yeah. So he was in Mexico City. We were filming in Mexico City. Yeah. And so he was wrestling. And so uh, Wilt and I would go <laughs> to his wrestling matches. Look at that. Yeah. So we would go to his wrestling matches. And then after that, Andre would take me out for dinner. And um, he would take me to this spectacular Mexican restaurant and we had a wonderful, you know, meal. And then afterwards, I pulled up my wallet and I wanted to pay. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, 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 I pay. So I said, no, Andre, I mean, look, this is so unbelievable that you got me in to see you wrestle. You got us the front row seats and everything like that. So let me do my share. I'm paying. He says, no, I pay. <laughs> I said, no, I'm insisting. He grabs me like this, and he lifts me up like a little kid, <laughs> and he puts me on top of a cabinet of some credenza up there, and I'm sitting up there, and he then goes and pays the bill. <laughs> it's like,
0: it's, put you on a oh, shelf like an elf? Like, Is exactly, exactly?
1: Like, It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious, i tell you that. But, he, but I mean, just, it oh shows to you, God. his hands were just like uh, three times the size of my hands. And uh, he just grabbed me like nothing. And while he was talking, he was lifting me up. So this this was a really, really powerful guy.
0: All right, three last ones for you. Arnold Schwarzenegger, celebrity, true or false? True or false, you turned down the role of John McClane in Die Hard.
1: Um, I couldn't do the film because of another obligation that I had. So I already was booked for that time mm-hmm. when they wanted to shoot the movie. So I couldn't do it. So, but
0: they reached out to you
1: to do you know, it. On the beginning, well, because Silva, Silver, yes. who was the producer, mm-hmm. was the producer of Commando and of Predator. Yes. A spectacular producer. Yes. I mean, he was really, really good. And so, of course, I wanted to work with him again. But it just somehow didn't work out. And he had to go and start shooting the film. So... Therefore, it didn't work out. Okay. Two more. Uh, true or false? While filming Twins,
0: you had inadvertently smoked a cigar spiked with marijuana given to you by Danny DeVito. Is that true? That's true. What, what, what happened? He just he spiked it and handed it to you.
1: Is it? What well, he did to me, what I normally do to people, so he just turned it around, <laughs> and uh, and that son of a bitch got uh, got me to, to to really fall for it. You know, he's a I make some pasta for lunch. He makes really good pasta. Okay, sure. he's really into the cooking. Sure. And um, I said, okay, he says, come to my trailer and we have, we have lunch. And then so, he made the lunch and then he served it outside. We mm-hmm. were sitting outside his motorhome, and we were doing. He says now he says I have some cheesecake. Oh, Italian cheesecake is fantastic. And so he came out with the cheesecake and then with the espresso. You know, with the finger lifted out, the little finger, the way they do it. in Europe, the way they serve these little cups, one finger out, and this is how you drink. Yes. And so he comes out with his coffee, and he says, I drink it, and say, oh, it's fantastic. He says, it's fantastic. He says, Schwarzenegger, you always give me good stogies. I am always a stingy bastard, he says. I never give you any stogies. I have a really good stogie. Monte Cristo number two look at this, look at the shape of this, huh? You know, this like a torpedo-shaped, kind of like Churchill used to smoke those. Sure. Number number two, so he knew that my saliva was running together. (laughs)
3: You
1: know, kind of like I was, like, looking for that, getting that cigar into my mouth as quickly as possible. And he he says, let me light it for you. He says, let me cut it first. And he cut the end, and he did the whole treatment so it didn't look weird that he's on it and uh, then they put it in my mouth and he says, okay, let me light it, he lit it uh, like this and uh, then all of a sudden I started smoking it <laughs> and then uh, it was a really, really good cigar. <laughs> so he says, he say, how are you feeling? I said, great, really great. We go back to the set to continue on the scene that we stopped before lunch, which was my close-up and he was standing there next to the camera. And then all of a sudden he said his line, and I said, uh, 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 can anyone help me here? That's the line. And then someone fed me the line, and it sounded like literally like I've never even heard that line before. It wasn't like kind of like I just had to be kind of reminded of something. Oh so, anyway, I said, hold it. I said, guys, there's something off here. I cannot remember uh, the, you know, the lines. I said, so can you give me. Uh, uh, so, the script supervisor comes to me and she says, well, here's the scene you started this morning here. And I'm looking at the scene that we already did in the morning where we started. And I couldn't remember that either anymore. <laughs> they never even shot the scene. Wow. So, it was, just not, it was just not in there. It was the craziest thing so so th- then i just said okay look daniel why don't you do the close-ups and i'm on this side of the camera and then hopefully this passes and sure enough after <laughs> an hour it passed so he did his close-ups and then an hour later then we turned around again and all of a sudden I started remembering everything again he came back and we did the scenes and then uh, uh good stogie Danny would say to me, "Good stogie, huh?" <laughs> so that's when I got it finally. Oh. son of a gun oh, you know, my food gosh. Me. yeah
0: last one then uh true or false, Arnold, you suffered broken fingers in multiple stitches on more than one occasion while filming Total Recall.
1: That's true, yeah, so broken fingers from the fight scenes. I was I had my hand at the wrong place when the guy kicked me in the face, you know, I tried to block it rather than to just take the mm. take the hit. And um and so he he broke my finger. And then um you know, a week later I was chasing the train at uh, the train station yeah. and the idea was I was running after the train as it was taking off and I had a gun in a hand and then I smashed a window. And so as I smashed the window, the guy sitting inside the the special effects guy and he presses the button of the explosion so that as soon as they go and hit the window, the window explodes and my hand can go through. Well, it didn't work. And so my hand went the, through actual glass and then I cut everything down here. Whoa. And I was bleeding like crazy all the way down to the tendon. But I tell you something. Yes. You know, we have certain kind of images of Mexico. Say so I don't want to be caught with, with this kind of injuries in the middle of the night. and they had a doctor, a young doctor, he maybe was early 30s, on a set. That guy was so good. He stitched me up. He put a Band-Aid on it. And literally an hour later, I was chasing the train again and smashing into the window. Wow. And it was like a really amazing how uh, efficient uh, those guys were down the medical team and all that stuff when there were injuries like that yeah
0: well we could go on and on and on and on we've hardly even scratched the surface of your filmography uh so uh hopefully you'll come back and we'll we'll do this again i'm we're, we're all thrilled to have you here on, well it's so great to you. do to,
1: to be on it and you thank know you. It's, it's i love doing it because each one of those podcasts is different yes and it's a really great way to promote the book yeah because you know to me the, the important thing is to keep the book alive not to just promote it like a movie when it comes out yes but to make the book have legs and it's like going up and up and up in the sales. so i'm ecstatic about it
0: you, and you should be uh, be useful seven tools for life by arnold schwarzenegger go get it where all books are sold certainly in time for the holidays a perfect gift for anybody that wants to make a difference and Can i ask you a question i'm here for you sir
1: yes. okay good what is it that you enjoy the most about your podcast and about interviewing people?
0: I'd love to meet people. I really do. And that's why this show is also a radio show, because I love giving out the phone number and having people call in and get to meet them and get to chat. I used to be a stand-up comic in college. I'd always love the back and forth. I love the reaction from people. Right. And I don't get that, you know, in a studio environment. Right. So and I just love telling, you know, I've. I love hearing people tell stories. I love eliciting stories. I love uh, making people feel comfortable. Um, and and I'm, I love all of that. Yeah, I really well, you're do. You're doing
1: a great job with Thank it. Thank you. And uh, what I detected is that you're curious. And I think that in your, in your job, yes. when you're curious, half of the battle is won. Because you're curious about people... You're curious about their stories mm. and that comes out when you do the interview. Well, I'm honored so for you to you say that. Much. So
0: thank you for saying that too. And one thing that I learned, you know, over doing this for as long as I am, the toughest part is listening.
1: Yeah, you yeah, know, because I'm always thinking,
0: like, what's the next question? But Whatever.
1: Uh, one of my chapters in the book you know, is: "Open your mind and shut your mouth." <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I yeah, know. Because God gave us two ears and only one mouth, that's right? us so, <laughs> listen twice as much. That's for sure. Idea, yeah.
0: Be useful. Uh, seven tools for life. Again, where all books are sold. The great Arnold Schwarzenegger here on the Rich Eisen show. Thank you. unbelievable you will love it JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now you could save 50% that's 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com/awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com all right so there was that wow still still buzzing yeah well we'll be all weekend we have video. uh, uh, was this you tj who took the video of of him snagging the chair yeah i came around the corner
3: to to introduce myself and then he he said the chair and i sat there and looked for a second i was like oh let me
0: record this well he walked (laughs) out and he saw this spot and we're very proud of our guest chairs yeah because again they they're the originals we keep them i think guests are you know, offensive linemen can fit in them. They're very comfortable. Yeah. And, they you don't know, in the Danny chair. DeVito sat in them. Dan you DeVito, know, and, and David Spade Boban. sits cross-legged in them. <laughs> you know, and so, but they're comfortable, and that's what I want the guest to be. He's yeah. comfortable, so the stories can be elicited. He looked at him and he, he literally said, "That's a baby chair. Baby chair. <laughs> I can't sit in a baby chair."
3: And we thought he was, we joking. Thought he was joking. I was like,
0: uh, "Had no clue." Then he so turns
3: around, yeah, looks at my chair,
2: and is like, right, yeah. "I want that one." So he goes okay. over to Chris's desk and like right. starts rolling. he's like, "I want that chair." There is, and he just like he wheeled it over himself. That's right. There is. You know, it's about
0: what twenty feet. Is RJ from- taking out the chair? There you are, Mike, getting in there, making sure the that- because initially he said he wanted to use the stool that's next to him to yeah, sit he on that the stool.
3: Yeah, but that's a, that's a table, not a stool. He, he would have broken. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He would have broken. And here.
0: plus, my entire time in the interview, I'd be thinking, oh, my God, that thing's going to break. It's going to break. it <laughs> being in my head, too. And we've been waiting to have Arnold here forever.
2: Year. Yeah, for years. He literally was like, that's, that's a baby, baby chap. Baby chap. <laughs> like he said, that. it's not a tumor.
3: It's <laughs> not like, a, it's a tumor. Like, it's what it sounded
0: like. A hundred
2: percent. We all just kind of looked
3: at each other like, We were like, just like, is this like, really is happening? This real? Is and this, this really and happening? And you're like, okay. Really okay. And then okay. you took
0: your
2: chair. And he just was like. I'll, I like your chair, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. I, I have no chair. I'll and be if,
3: sitting. And this well, guy we, that was with him was one. like, yeah, he does that with chairs. Is that right? Yeah, he does it everywhere we go. And then he
0: signed yeah. your T2 oh, yeah. uh, poster. The there scene. it is. Yeah. No, got all little, right, yeah, hey, uh, very good. Call Robert Patrick. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, part of our Roku Channel live stream. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. What a day, man. Irv in, Irv right. out, Terminator right. in, Terminator out. And Tommy P. Let's Playmaker in. Oh, let's not forget Tommy P. Yeah, that's our guy. Tom Pelicero telling us what everything's <laughs> going on. That was awesome. I gotta Damn. be honest with you. Many you know, we've been so Pretty fortunate great. to have a lot of folks here. Um and there are times when I'm I'm interviewing them and I'm like, what would the, you know, Little. 10, 15 year old version of myself be thinking?
2: Dude, all the time. You know, the I one
0: who that. would the one who would you know, look up to see when Conan the Barbarian was airing on Wometco. You know, W-H-T. WHT, the box that I would flip yep. the switch on just... on channel three on my. You know, yep. and see when is Conan airing? You know, not not O'Brien, the Barbarian. O'Brien, I was just gonna say. You know, yep. and here he is. And great job to Hoskins and and uh, Sean Mitchell and uh, our entire production staff. I didn't know we didn't. I I didn't know we had that. Uh, um, Wilt Chamberlain, Andre Congrats. the Giant photo so, in the chamber. What's funny I had no idea I, I
2: saw it on Kyle in Brandt's Instagram story. Oh, is that right? He just randomly popped it out there, and I'm like, wow, this is an incredible picture. Yeah, is, that right. how, is that how it wound yeah. up in yeah. our... Yes, in so, our, so, our, so, I, so in I, I sent it to those guys, oh, cool. and then Smitch found another one on Getty. It was, yeah, so it's kind of random.
3: Yeah, because Chris was like, did you see this? I'm like... I'm like, I've posted this picture about 20 times. You've never seen this? He goes, no,
2: this yeah, is amazing. A, yeah, very famous photo. I, I just, you know, hadn't seen it. I forgot about it. Kyle posted it. We got to use it.
0: We've now had two very uh, fun stories about fighting over a check. You remember Richard Lewis talking about fighting over uh, paying with Larry, with Larry David? <laughs> <Yeah>. Chinese food? <laughs> and how Larry ordered a whole bunch of and stuff then, well, and, and then, then and then left and because then left. it was poker night. Forgot it. Steve got took a call from Steve Martin. Oh, I forgot it's poker night. Gotta go. And just the way that he told the story, it's reminded me of Richard Lewis telling yeah. that story. Now he's sitting fighting over the check of, of Andre the Giant. Well, you're not whereas, really fighting with Andre over Whereas Larry removed himself from the situation. <laughs> Andre removed Arnold uh, from the situation by like like an elf on the shelf. No, Dude, I, I, obviously as a wrestling fan, I've My heard gosh. that,
3: I've read that story before, but I've never actually heard it told to, to verify that it was true. So as he's saying, it, I'm like, yeah, I read this. And I'm like, oh wow, that really he really did pick him up and put him on the shelf.
0: Unreal. That was so cool. All right, how do we top this? I'll we, tell you how we top it. On Tuesday's show in studio scheduled to appear, star Ferrari. Adam Driver will be here. Oh. And uh, fresh off his SNL hosting, he's hosting SNL Saturday. Oh, sweet. So Adam Driver, Kylo Ren Kylo himself Ren. will be here. How about that? You got to wow. dig up a nice uh, celebrity, true or false there. One thing that is true, you know he's a former Marine? Yeah. I guess you can't say former Marine. Once, Once a, Marine. I was I was Marine. a Marine. Yeah, I did not know that. I uh, did not know that about Adam yeah. Driver. And Tony Shalhoub will be our first hey. guest Tuesday, coming off of his Packers playing the Giants on Monday night. He's a big fan. Um, So... That's how we're rolling.
2: Man, we're just on fire. Justin
0: Jefferson <laughs> is playing. He's back. Just in time for all those people who drafted him first overall in fantasy I drafts and have been missing league. him for seven weeks. So you get him back, huh? Well, I had him in this big
3: money league I'm in that someone actually paid for me to play. I don't, in.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. As an NFL employee, <laughs> I, it just went in one year out the other. I thing drafted him are.
3: first, guys. I went 4-0. Then he got hurt along with Kyron Williams and James Conner, and I lost seven in a row. So I was pretty much done. Number one pick in fantasy has kind
2: of been a kiss of death the last few years.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: Right, Jonathan Taylor last year. and But, hey, McCaffrey, he, he did his part.
0: Well, McCaffrey yeah, was McCaffrey, two years ago, and then he got hurt. Well, and I mean, last year, people, too, right? He,
3: it was between he and right. Jefferson, most of them.
0: Well, stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner and me all season long for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. The free auto zone fix finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restriction, restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
3: So did we all pick up Jerick McKinnon? Yeah.
0: If you haven't, you're, you're snoozing <laughs> and you're losing. That dude's scoring a touchdown we on Sunday. You and I amazing. all know it. <laughs> you and I know it. McKinnon is the guy that Mahomes throws it to when everyone else is. He hasn't been playing. Guess who's going to open up this offense? That guy? Yeah. Oh, great report. Let me know about Isaiah Pacheco. No problem. (laughs) And I appreciate, again, uh, my uh, friends at Roku not minding me taking out. Actual real estate on their portal well. to pick somebody up yeah. well, in that's fantasy. You're, that's your pill You're a real person. Rich. You know what? You're, Thank you. You're doing the things that the people. I'm doing. curious, as Arnold says. Exactly. I was curious if he was available. <laughs> he was, and he was, but not anymore. <laughs> you, you want to make sure no one in your league. All right. Knowledge. What a big sports weekend, everybody. We what will chat that? again <laughs> Monday. Back on the Roku channel. to Wrap this thing up in a sec.